to another episode of City of Geekum. I am your host, Ryan, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, William. Hello there. How are you, William? I'm okay. Good. Yeah. Um, in today's episode, we're going basically going to be talking about a couple things we've been doing over the past few weeks. Uh, like they include movies we've seen, TV shows we've seen, uh, and then we'll get on to the most uncontroversial Star Wars movie ever made, which is The Last Jedi. I had, I, I detect a little bit of sarcasm in that statement. <laughs> what, 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 what do you mean sarcasm? Never. Nah. No. No. Nah, of no, of course not. Of course, it's a perfect film. No one ever disagrees. No. Everyone loves Ryan Johnson. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, off the top news, uh, I've basically put down that uh, Captain Marvel 2 is officially in production. The, I, did, I saw a headline, yes. Yes, uh, this week, yeah. the script is being written. Uh, I'm trying to think. Who's, who's so we're in very, very pre-production then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, yeah. Pen on paper has started, so paper. I'm not sure when it comes out. Um, but yeah, it's happening. It's not the same writers that did Captain Marvel 1. Um, it's just by a single person, uh, and I think they're like something to do with the series Vision as well. So... Interesting. Okay, interesting, yeah. yeah. That makes sense that Marvel would be... Oh, and as they have done, keeping the writers within the family. Yeah, it, uh, it won't be set in the past, obviously, because obviously Endgame has happened and stuff has happened since. So, it, yeah, it'll be set in present day and hoping not on Earth, because... I was just about yeah. to ask, is it going to be like a Guardians sort of... Not a spin-off, but you know what I mean. Same yeah. same line as Guardians being sort of Set out there in outer space, and because stuff. that's where Captain Marvel is kind of dealing with things at the moment. She, you know, she wasn't really present in Endgame. Yeah, she popped um, up, of course. But yeah, did a bit. And I think, um, do you think they'll expand on like the scrolls and stuff like that? I think they will do. Yeah, and also Nick Fury is out there with the scrolls on the spaceship. It's a very yeah. good point. That yeah. that was at the end of uh, post credit scene of Spider Man. So, but yeah. Um, yeah, might expand on that. I'd be interested. I can't really think of any other like villains Captain Marvel has been uh, facing off against in the comics, but maybe I'll have to research a bit more. To do a deep dive into it. Yeah, hopefully they won't. Well, they won't be able to. I was about to say hopefully they don't do like a sort of um, a Civil War two because spoilers, Iron Man's dead, so can't do that. <laughs> I'm sure they could. Uh... Jig it the way that they want to. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, do you have, is, what have you been watching, reading, playing, well, writing? I've been just, just downloaded. Um, nothing interesting. I just downloaded no. FIFA and Madden. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because <laughs> you're out there is uh, NFL fan. I am. Yeah. Oh, I did watch the. Uh, I did watch the the um, the. AFC and the NFC Championships the other day. Yeah, and that's... Well, 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 I watched one of them. I couldn't stay up late enough for the second one. I was no, too tired. But that's to do like the whole Super Bowl thing. Yeah, it? yeah. So it's the uh, for anybody that follows the NFL, it'd be interesting to see if anybody does. But uh, it's the Chiefs and the 49ers in the Super Bowl, which is on February the second. Mm-hmm. So I have to stay up to watch that. Yeah. Although it's it doesn't start, of course, UK time till about eleven thirty at night. So it's going to be a long night. It depends what day it is. I don't know. I, I might stay. Up I don't know. I've, I've not actually checked. As for what this day. is such a professional. <laughs> we nothing. That's fine. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's what I've been watching. But there is something we've both watched recently. Yes. Uh, that is well worth talking about. Yes, it is. Uh, the second season of Sex Education finally came out on Netflix, and you and our other housemate James roped me into watching the first season before the second season came out. You, you hadn't watched it. No, I, I watched it when it came out last year. Yeah. Um, 
I've forgotten how I stumbled across it. It might have been just one of those random things. I saw the trailer for it and I was like, yeah. I need something to binge. It's a very bingeable show. It's only eight episodes long each season. Uh, yeah, eight episodes and like 50 minutes long each. Hmm. 50, 45 minutes. About an hour each, yeah. Yeah. So I sat down, obviously did it all in one. Really enjoyed it. I've been waiting for ever for this second season to come out. Like, yeah. It's the one downside about Netflix, isn't it? You the bingeable binge, things. Yeah. If you have the free time, you just watch it all in one. I definitely experienced have that to with wait season a year. two. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but yeah, I think sex education is one of those things that you see on Netflix and you're like, uh, well, for me anyway, I'm just like, yeah. not, not my thing. Like, yeah. I'll skip it, pass. But, you know, you you mentioned, and um, James mentioned that it was very a good series and I was pleasantly surprised. It's, it's both, a lot of fun. It both went, as soon as we started watching it. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah uh, no, but... Yeah, it's full on. It is <laughs> full on. Like, it, it doesn't pull any punches at all. It certainly it's does like, not. No, uh, but like, the characters are good. Like, Otis, Maeve. It's a really well written show. Yeah. It's really breaking new ground. There's a lot of ch- chatter on the internet, I know, and, and in sort of reviews about the fact that it's kind of going to a place that no British TV show anyway has ever gone before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, and it's unafraid of what it is, and I think that's really cool. Yeah. And all the characters are, are really beautiful representations of different walks of life. Yeah. But it, they're not overdone. Sort of, when you're, it's when you're written very, very but, yeah. balanced, the right word. Yeah, when when you're watching it, there's at least one character in it that is very relatable oh, yeah. to you. Like, if you know. Two, yeah. Uh, it's like, but then there are also some other characters which I absolutely detest. It. The, the, the thing I love about this show is that it manages to take a fairly lovable cast of characters mm. that can be the, this show can be jovial and comedy it can be romantic and kind of you know lovey dovey but it can also be really really serious and it balances all of those things really well yeah um, it's the mark of a good show I guess yeah but I, I do have a, a few issues with it. I don't particularly want to get into any spoilers or anything like that. But no. basically, the like what what the, what would you say the premise is? Is like there's a uh, uh, young lad Otis who follows Otis and um, his best friend Eric. Yeah. Uh, as their sort of journey through discovering themselves <laughs> and discovering this, of course, through the difficult time that is it's, se- senior school. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's high school. Uh, it's not, well, en- high school, en- secondary school. End of secondary it? school. Yeah, yeah. So they're meant to be sort of. 16, 17, I think, 18, I think it's a good thing with sixth like, form, that kind of thing. It's a good thing with these like more shows uh, recently is that they do look like they are secondary schoolers or high schoolers. Um, yeah, the makeup is very good. If, if you obviously, if you see the actors in real life, they are they're all over twenty. Mm. Um, they're young twenties. They're probably around our age, but they're you know. But it, they it's do, believable. They do, it's believable. It's yeah, very and believable. The, and the costumes really and the kind of the color palette also that's set is very good and um, um, it's a very stylized show do you think this is a show that they could um, show kids in secondary school because I'm thinking like I remember there's when, a lot of great messages in yeah there's loads of great messages about like homosexuality and like you know obviously consent and fetish and stuff like but I'm just thinking because yeah. when, when we learned about it in school I mean our sex education was pretty abysmal yeah and I think it I might think be pretty for terrible that. still yeah, that there is. I don't remember. Obviously, you, you learn about like contraception and stuff like that, but you don't you don't delve that deep into anything like about all personal preferences and stuff like that. Like, I it's think, completely yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you 
this is getting very grown up but yeah. <laughs> like as you as you grow up as a person as you become more of an adult in your life i think you realize the fact that that sort of topic that sort of you know yeah. area of expertise to yeah, some yeah. people is very there's a lot more of an emotional weight behind all of it yeah and there's a lot of questions that people don't get to ask in in yeah. safe spaces that they should be able to ask and you know, sex education in the UK, I think, is covered at an extremely base level. Yeah, yeah. Literally the birds and bees. It, it, yeah, it Whereas really... this show really challenges it, and it asks the really hard-hitting emotional questions behind yeah. it. And it's not just that this person has this problem, but it's what they're feeling as a consequence of this problem, yeah, yeah. and how do you go about solving it. And I think it signifies, like, what you need the right teacher as well because we, yes. we see throughout the whole show that there are some people that are trying to teach young youngsters but they haven't got a clue like they might know what but they don't know how to express it or like how to teach one yeah. I to think that's deal the, with those I think problems. that's the main problem is the yeah. how to express it yeah. and how to get those you know it's that fun. feeling across or that message across and it's it's not like this whole like oh PC gone mad but I really enjoy watching the whole like you know uh, the gay side to it like with Eric uh, the, the one the, the friend of Otis he's gay and sort of it's known in school that he's gay and he's obviously like oh yeah and what but, well, he doesn't care but, but then there is other characters I'm not going to spoil any but he's also gay but he's very afraid to show it because he feels judged and there's, there's well, sort not of not every, gay, he, he's bi yeah that's sorry there's every representation <laughs> in it that's that's what the great thing about the show is yeah um, and it's funny that it has education in the mm. title of the show because it is very educational not just about like, the nitty-gritty as we just said yeah but just about opening your eyes to someone else's life yeah and yeah. how they go through it yeah and it does it in sort of a fun because it's still quite a fun show and it's yeah it's still a comedy a very good comedy <laughs> but it's yeah it's it's a really good show and then another point I like to make is the it, it doesn't just focus on the kids in the show no especially it, in season 2 they, yeah they, they expand yeah, yeah, the yeah. kind of palette a lot more like the, yeah it very much involves like all the adults and like what they go through and what they're feeling it's like you know, you're not perfect when you're older it, there's still no. things that you don't know about and there's still things that you want to learn and that it's okay that you need to learn these yeah. things um, but yeah let's say it's great, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend but, anyone you know, watching it. But it also, follows, it follows Otis, to, Otis and Eric, as we said, and there's a sex clinic that gets set up, and there's all sorts of <laughs> shenanigans <laughs> that go. Yeah, but it's, it's I'd recommend everyone watching it. It's but, a hard one to explain, but I think it's one yeah. of those shows that you have to just say, go and watch it. And also, yeah, <laughs> like, if you were to start watching it, and you'd be, well, I mean, it goes full on instantly. Like the first like thirty seconds, you're like, okay, right, this is. <laughs> we're here <laughs> sets the bar but doesn't it <laughs> if, if you're very uncomfortable just sit through that first episode and then if you you know uh, you have enjoy, to yeah. and then you you get into it, the rhythm of the it, show I think yeah. uh, it, it's not uh, I don't know how to explain it but it's like a, sh- a, th- a show that made me not feel that way think that way like okay right this is how the show is going to be and if you like it or not is uh, Good Omens with David yeah. Tennant and Michael Sheen which has just recently come out on Netflix I believe oh that's it that's on good UK Netflix yeah I think BBC as well BBC iPlayer but yeah that's a, that's a really good show well, it might have been iPlayer and, that I saw it on yeah, you're, yeah, you might and, be right, yeah. Um, and yeah it's really really good um, but like it, you, you watch the first episode and 
you can tell from that first episode whether you'll love it or whether you'll hate it. Yeah. So, yeah, give give, give the first episode a watch. And first impressions, man. It's very, yeah, very, very good. Um, is there anything else that you Well, that's saw? been the main one that I've yeah. been seeing recently. Um, um, well, I basically went to the cinema and saw a couple of films. Yes. Day. Yeah, uh, I went to see 1917, the new war film by uh, Sam Mendes. He did uh, Skyfall. Yes. Yeah, Sam Mendes. I, I believe so, yeah. We are great at this. <laughs> um, yeah, it is fantastic. It is phenomenal, that film. I was very uh, interested um, because obviously it's a war film. I really like war films. I don't see too many of them, but the ones that I have seen, Save and Private Ryan and Hacksaw Ridge, uh, they're very good. Um, but this one, it's not like just about World War II. Uh, and I, that's what I really like. It's set in World War One, And it's basically set around a story of... Uh, two young lads in the army basically getting called up and basically been told that part of our battalion or two battalions is going to make a attack on the German front line and you two have to go to that battalion and call it off because it's a trap there's going to be an ambush it's a trap it. <laughs> and, yeah <laughs> if only he was in the film sorry spoilers he's not in the film um yeah, so it's a race against time to get to the other battalion before they make the attack and before like they are slaughtered. There's like I think sixteen hundred uh, young men that are about to embark on this attack. Um, it's got a lot of really familiar faces, which I was very shocked to see. I'm only going to say the people that are in the um, the trailer, but because uh, I really highly recommend anyone going to watch this. Um, it's not your typical war film. It's not like blood and guts like Saving Private Ryan or Hacksaw Ridge to that extent, but it's it is incredibly tense. I think I remember, um, oh dear, I'm trying to think how many big battles there are, big shootout scenes. It's probably one, two, yeah. one? two uh, maybe three, three, three yeah. or four. Whereas in Saving Private Ryan, it's like sort of every other scene, there's this massive attack, um, but. Yeah, but like throughout the whole film, it really sets your mind into no one is safe. Anyone can die, even the main characters. The, the chaotic, which, yeah, you know, futile effort of war. Yeah, it, yeah. it does have a moment in the trenches in no man's land. Yeah, and that's incredible. Uh, I think that no spoilers, but it's that that's at the start of the film. There's, uh, again, I think you see it briefly in the trailer that um, there's this, uh, one of the main characters is running along a trench and there's like explosions yeah. coming behind. That scene is just it's, it's incredible. It's the big staple shot at the end yeah, of the yeah, trailer, yeah, I believe. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, um, but, oh, God, it's so good. And another great thing about this film is that the um, it's, it's filmed to look as though it's all in one shot. Yeah. And I was, that is genius. I haven't seen a film like it. I know there have been films that have done it, like uh, Birdman with Michael Keaton. Um, I, uh, yeah, uh, and it's just, it's so engrossing. I bought a bloody packet of sweets and I was so engrossed in the film, I didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, and it, you just, you're, it makes you feel like you're there with them. You are the third yeah. guy in that part, in that little group, and you're just sort of, you know, there's a part again in the trailers where they're like underground and there's an explosion and like before that explosion happens, you know it. You're like, no, it's it's too quiet. There's 
and something going to be around the corner something's going to happen it's like yeah it, I'm blown away by it it might be I really, like, I really want to see this I want to go see it again I am oh god settle them we'll watch it at some point next week yeah it's uh trying to think is there anything else yeah like I was saying like it's got a few familiar faces it's got uh, Colin Firth in it as the, the general at the start that basically tells them um, and then it's got uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, in yeah. it um, I think those are the main ones that you see there are a couple the guy, other the guy from who played Tommen in Game of Thrones is in it isn't he Tommen Tommen, Tommen. he's one is of the main him? characters yeah I thought I recognised him yeah that's him yeah because okay. I remember watching the trailer I think that's him yeah it is Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, shows how much I know about bloody actors, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I very, very highly recommend anyone watching it. Because um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's that gory or anything like that yeah. either. So it is. It's just a tense-filled. It's not about film. The, you know Saving Private Ryan is very much about the shock and awe of warfare. It's the ugly side. It's of the it. ugly and side. And yeah, granted, this Which film does have ugly sides of it. But it's, but it's just, more about the tense of the race against time, I guess. The race against time, and yeah, again, I don't really want to give too many spoilers away, but there's a there's a jump in time, and you're like, oh my god, no, you're, you're losing time. You sit, run, just yeah. run. Like it doesn't matter, like you know, if there's like people shooting, you just have to leg your ass there, or else like you're you, yeah. And I don't think there's been many films that have done that right with like that whole like time as the enemy. It's like in the trailers, like that is it. It's not necessarily the the villains or, or like the Germans or Nazis or whatever. It is time. Um, I'm trying to think of like if there's a film that has done that, but not off the top of my head. Uh, it's kind of Inception in a way. I haven't seen that film. That's but I know I should. Seen, I know, yeah. again, that's, that's kind of a race against time. It's a different race against time, but it, they're still they're still on a time mm. limit, and that that gets very tense towards the end, and, and yeah. really kind of makes that point very clear. Which makes me think, like, what is what Sam Mendes done also other than Skyfall? He's done a bunch. I He's probably done a bunch. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, Oscar's coming around the corner, and I out of the films that I've seen on the list, like I think Joker got nominated for like mm. Best Picture. Joke's great. Nineteen Seventeen is the is, better cinematography, right? With the whole like one shot camera, and yeah, it's wow. I'm 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 in awe. It's an interesting undertaking for somebody as a, as a sort of artistic direction to say this is going to be a one shot. Yeah, and I I, I looked at the which um, is just I mean making a movie like that anyway is tough. Yeah, but why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> to give yourself. I, think, that I, I remember watching like sort of like how they made it, and they basically there's a one you know the bit where the guys running along the trench and the explosions come behind him. There was uh, they had to holster the camera onto a truck, and that truck goes alongside it, and then they had to sort of like in you know, a couple of extras in the background sort of come towards the camera but they go past the camera and they're the other camera guys that actually lifts the camera very steadily off of the truck and they run with it and then they run with it and then slowly put it onto another crane on another that camera shifts that shifts it into and yeah it's just it's genius um, and they're also and choreographing all that it's yeah just, then the time they, and they only had like one time they only had like maybe one or two. Talking about one. time is the enemy. Yeah, they only, they only could yeah. make like five takes of the film, and that was it. Yeah. So and they couldn't like uh, film on a sunny day because obviously people would be like, "Well, hang on, the sun is just here," and then I was over there. So they had to 
like whole production of the making of the film uh, if it was sunny or dark or anything like that and they were only allowed to do it if it was cloudy because then there's, there's no way you'd be able to tell yeah. if, it, if it was um, one shot or not um, and obviously if you really really look for the cuts you can you, 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 you can tell it because obviously that the camera goes in behind someone uh, close to their backpack and as they're like walking through a dark room and you're like ah, this, this, is, is, a cut, this yeah. is a cut but it, yeah it's it shouldn't because it's really really good and I'm trying to think of what else yeah actually in that scene um, when he's running along the trench um, he bumps into two other soldiers yeah. and falls flat on his ass that's that wasn't in the script he accidentally that done just... that and then they, he was sort of got back up and sprinted even faster trying to catch up with the camera and then he gets knocked down again and that happened twice and you're like they just kept it in and it, it they kept it in because not only it, it added to it like you're crying get up man run you're nearly there and yeah I, <laughs> I was just so awe of like yeah it's one of the best cinema experiences I've had and I saw that's it on brilliant. a cinema um, X plus uh, in our lo- local side uh, showcase cinema yeah. like, it's basically IMAX but 2D, 2D which is yeah. that's the best way to watch it I don't like 3D so unless it's a, a decent film never thought I'd say this but 3D's got an old Ooh. I'd say the only 3D films that I like that Ava- in that, in Avatar was is, great Avatar was good and I'd say another two would probably be Infinity War and Doctor Strange because like the whole yeah. weird magic and special effects of it lots of special effects is good yeah 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 man I, ne- I definitely need to go and it's a film that definitely has piqued my interest and, mm. and with her- hearing you you know, go on about it, how great it is. It's... I, I really want to see it again. Um, and I guess the other film, the same day I watched, uh, was the new anime that came out into the UK called Weathering With You. Um, well, we saw the, this, the first time I saw the trailer for this is when we went to see The Rise of Skywalker. Which yes. Which our next um, podcast will be about. But yeah. um, yeah. when we, we went to see this, I hadn't, seen it on not even like on YouTube recommended or anything like no, that no it's, it's it's done by the same director that did uh, Your Name uh, I probably might have mentioned it to you I think you've before. mentioned that yes uh, have, you, have you seen many animes like uh, I know you've probably seen Pokemon apart from, apart from the old cartoons like back in the day yeah. uh, Dragon Ball Z but like Dragon you know, Z, Beyblades the, the, when I oh, watched oh Beyblades <laughs> <laughs> you're taking me down memory street now <laughs> um, but yeah but this your name is one of the first anime films that I watched, um, and that was incredible. I, I it made me in a bloody animu weeb again. Animu, <laughs> animu. I probably offended a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this is the second film done, or the next film after Your Name, done by uh, this director, and it revolves around a young lad that moves to Tokyo. Um, he's sort of like run away on a ship, and he arrives, and he's sort of down on his luck he sort of goes to this new city he's a bit alone uh, and it's constantly raining and it's just that's it and then he comes across depressing it's, <laughs> it. it's quite a depressing start to the film then he comes across it's, this it's very realistic to living in a city though in the winter yeah but I mean um, yeah I mean but this is like every yeah, second every, single every day. hour every day it's just constantly rain, rain. Um, and then he comes across this uh, young girl who can control the weather who if she prays for the sun to come up comes out that's all I really want to say about the film because that's it yeah <laughs> uh, but the, yeah this film goes into a lot of um, like 
consequences to certain actions like well okay if you are able to pray uh, for the sun to come out and it was constantly raining what are the consequences of doing so of the rain disappearing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that's all I really want to say but yeah like the characteristics of each of the characters and um, yeah, just the story in general it, it's kind of similar to the ending of your name uh, but other than that I yeah really enjoyable again I'm really excited to see what he does in the future the same director I don't mm. really want to say his name uh, I'll, I'll probably put it in the description or anything like that because I don't want to butcher <laughs> specific I'm always names. I'm always up for an interesting concept in films something, yeah. always, something that grabs you and uh, certainly watching that trailer before The Rise of Skywalker I yeah. was like this is a bit different and interesting it's, yeah. it doesn't look like your usual you know an, I, an anime affair what, um, yeah what stunned, stunned me also is that it was so beautiful to watch it's like yeah. the, the you know Japanese animation it's is beautiful isn't it is incredible yeah. and you're thinking like Christ people drew this yeah. to make it look like this I think there's probably a little bit of like CGI which they uh, did but most of it it's wow it's really stunning to look at mm. um, can't really think of anything else to say about that so Anything else that you've seen, done, played? Not particularly this, no. this time around, no. no. No, not from me, anyway. We covered the main one, as I said. And, yeah. Um, I have, actually, I just want to sort of move swiftly on. I just want to... Uh, I've been playing Jedi Fallen Order. Still. You I, have I've, been, yes. I've, I've jumped back onto that. And I'm at... I'm at oh, okay. I'm, I'm at the ending of the game. The final boss. Uh, the second sister. <laughs> I had a good time this afternoon. Yeah, I, I gave it a couple hours, and it's... My problem with this game, it's just so buggy. I, I play it on a PlayStation 4. Yeah. To visualise what this was like to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit what I presume a really pissed off boxer would be like if he was just wailing on like a, a, a dummy bag for like a good hour. Yeah. That was Ryan trying was, to defeat this final boss. So frustrating, and it's sort of like I, I played God of War on the hardest difficulty against the Valkyrie Queen, and if my mum is listening, she will know the pain of the trying trains. trying to do that boss level for four days straight, and I finally did it. It's it's not as hard as that. It's just more infuriating because more the, yeah. it's more it's more frustrating because in God of War you fail because of what you've done like you weren't good enough you didn't time Dodge it right, right time, time, time yeah. right time whatever but in this game there's so many little glitches or so many things that just hinder you that you're just like well that, that was just was unblockable you, you can't do that like, I think it's something that we've both talked about and I think before yeah. is that, that this this game seems a lot you know a lot more unpolished yeah. than a lot of games that I certainly have found that playing through it uh, on PS4 as well I'm a very far behind compared to where you are yeah. in the story um, I did jump on for a little bit the other day but I need to allocate some gaming time next week it's, it's such a shame as well because this game is good it's really good yeah it's good it's probably one of the best Star Wars games like, oh, yeah. whole, like combat and stuff like that definitely. but the thing the, the replayability is how I determine how good a game is I, I could if I wanted to, I could go back to God of War or Red Dead Redemption 2 or Spider-Man or anything like that. And I'd love, I want to play those games again. With Jedi Fallen Order, I'm like, because of all the glitches and it's sort of like, it, it takes me out of the game and like I can't really follow the story because of all these bloody 
quite horrible CGI and like all these things happen I'm just like I can't be asked yeah. to deal with that and it's such a shame because it, it does have those moments where yeah. you know when it does go right and when you do get stuff right it's so satisfying yeah when you like take out a room of stormtroopers 20 stormtroopers by doing it all right yeah it's really really satisfying yeah. It's yeah. It's just a shame that EA can't make a game for <laughs> PS4. But you know they just our, haven't polished it. Our housemate James, he he plays it on PC and he he loves it. He, he doesn't find anything wrong with it. And it's just like, how can you make a game so good for PC and not just, just copy that and put it on PS4? It, I don't understand. Maybe it's to do with like the whole console thing, but it's just iron out increases. software limitations yeah well. it's just or like uh, and we've spoken about this before but I, I think they've just polished the game for PC but they've not done the same yeah. on the lower spec'd consoles and I, I think it's, it's like, a shame I haven't, I haven't heard any problem is it on it's on Xbox isn't it yeah I, yeah. I haven't heard so excuse me uh, I haven't heard any uh, ex, excuses or complaints with the Xbox version no yeah all. true so yeah. it's just bloody sort, sort your lives out EA please <laughs> um, but do make a sequel to the game because it is yes, very fun yeah uh, like I know how the game ends uh, like it's been out for a while yeah, like spoilers like hard you, to avoid spoilers yeah it, like Darth Vader obviously appears and yeah you it's a, apparently it's a bit of an abrupt ending it is but yeah, it, it leaves it's... the door open and it's set in between episode 3 and 4 with like Order 66 and you know I really enjoyed like the whole flashback sequences that you have with your Jedi Master um, and there's a lot of years to play around with there and they can do a lot of story yeah I'd love to, for them to take it elsewhere and explore yeah. new places within the Star Wars universe yeah it is it is a long time ago in a galaxy far far away um, yeah I can't think <laughs> make it still frustrated yeah it, it, it's no. alright mate uh, I'll get you'll, it eventually. You'll, you'll get it eventually. Yeah, I, I know I can. It might take it's... five days, but you'll get it. <laughs> uh, I hope it doesn't take that long, because yeah, and also it's one of those games where I, once I complete it, I might just yeah sell it on because yeah. it's, it's not a game that I particularly wanna keep. Not That's like not like a God of War, Red Dead Redemption Two, because they are so replayable. Like I mentioned. On that topic, very quickly before we move on to the main thing today. Yep. What are based upon the criteria of what they mean to you as a player yeah and replayability have those as the two you know defining factors for this what are your top five games top five games ooh um it's gonna have to be those three that I mentioned I which it, it, yeah it, uh, God of War I think is probably my favourite game of all time even mm. though actually this is something I'll, have you done that Playstation 2019 record? I've not yet no do you want to um, maybe it. later. Okay, we. I guess yeah. we can save that for the. The trouble next. is, is that my my PS4 2019 is going to be a lot less impressive. Than oh no, so I've, I've not played as much PS4 over the past. We year. will definitely do that. I think I mentioned we'll do it this this episode, but uh, we'll do it next episode. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think there'll be that much to talk about next episode, uh, which we talk about Rise of Skywalker. I probably want to talk about the, um, the script leak as also that's mm. come out about the original. Well, I say original episode nine, which will probably delve into um, but yeah regarding to uh, best best my top five games I'll, yeah God of War is probably my favourite God of War Red Dead Red Dead Redemption 2 Spider-Man. and then Spider-Man Spider-Man's the best superhero game I've played even though I you know last year I've uh, gone through the Arkham games for the uh, first time for first you, time yeah. they're very very good um, God 
trying to think of two other games I'd probably say it's a tricky one for nostalgia purposes I'd probably say the original Spider-Man 2 for PlayStation 2 yeah uh, the Got movie PS2 games in there. The movie adaptation is phenomenal. Actually, you know what? I know the fifth. Uh, again, another PS2 game for nostalgia is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yes. Not the newly released Star Wars Battlefront 2. No, not the rubbish one. Not even. Apparently, it's better. Apparently, it's good. Yeah. Apparently, they've really fixed that game. Yeah. So I'm still you... waiting for them to make a modern version of the old one. Yeah, which is what I don't understand. Like, literally, just get that version. A concept that is still played by people online today. Like yeah. that's how popular that game was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like bought it when I bought uh, rebought a yeah. PS2 for like however much, and like that game was ten quid. Yeah, like that's really expensive for a PlayStation yeah. Two game. Um, yeah, compared to sixty quid for today. Oh my god! <laughs> um, but yeah, like literally, grab that game, sort of remaster it. Yeah. Don't you know you could update the graphics, update like the sound effects, which is you know the, the newest Star Wars games they nail. And I think I mentioned last week, Star Wars is probably the best sounding franchise of all time. Um, yeah. So yeah, just update that. Do what you're good at, but just keep the same game modes and like the spaceship battles are by far better. Like when you yes. actually destroy a star destroyer and stuff like that. Like those are so fun. Yeah, they are. And like the whole like not having to bloody pay for to use different characters like Darth Vader and stuff like that. Why would, why would you restrict players from playing all these different characters even though you could just literally just whip on the PlayStation 2 and play as any character? Yeah. So, what about you? Do you, do you have any top five games? Top five games. Like, like, no particular you... order. Um, as far as replayability goes and how what they meant to me sort of at times in my life, uh, on that list, you mentioned it, one of the Arkham games. Arkham City has to be on that list. Yeah. It's the only of the Arkham Batman games that I've replayed. Yeah. Multiple times. Um, it's just a great game. Yeah. And it's got a great story behind it as well. Yeah, the Joker is fantastic. I think it's fantastic in all of these. It's, it's fantastic in all, like... Yeah. I mean, the first Arkham game was great as a concept for a game, but Arkham City just knocks it out of the park for balance and... The side missions are all interesting and they don't feel like a drag, maybe except for the Riddick challenges. But they uh, Yeah, I'd say that's my biggest that's disappointment. That's the only thing. Yeah. But um, apart from that, everything else is really, really fun. Really, really mm. fun. Um, but i got to ask you a question. Does it make you feel like Batman? Does it make you <laughs> be the Batman? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's always like the quote that they use when promoting these games do you feel like Batman do you feel like Spider-Man <laughs> it's the one that literally the one they did for Arkham Knight wasn't it be the Batman yeah the tag. which to be fair that game does make you feel like Batman but... it's like, yeah that's that's the thing I would be able to describe to God of War like, do you feel like a god do you <laughs> feel like a god <laughs> yes um... uh, yes yes I do um, so that one's definitely on there mm. um, I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the original one. Ah, I'm not too big of first-person shooter yeah. games, but I, I, I do understand. Yeah. I include like, this yeah. on the list because it's the Call of Duty that I have replayed More than a any. lot of times. Yeah. Um, I find there's something really charming about that that first Call of Duty, the simplistic you know nature of it. And I I came I started playing it like way past when it came out, so I was a latecomer to the table with the. You know, I'd played Modern Warfare 2 first and, and all that, but I came back to it. And it's the only Call of Duty where I'm like, this is a really well-rounded experience. Yeah. 
Um, I never felt that with any of the other Call of Duty yeah. games. Um, even with Black Ops, which I know is a lot of people's favourite. I'd probably say that's my favourite. Yeah. Because it's, it's probably one of the first I played, and I played with you and a couple of our friends. And Good old zombies mode. Oh, I love the zombies. I think, was that the first introduction to zombies? Black that's, Ops? that's the first thing we played together online. Yes, it was. Yes. I remember there was a time where you might not have been in a party, but uh, we did a zombies map. And it was like sort of a school night, and we were like on like round thirty-two or something That's like ridiculous. that. That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we were in such a good like you know way going, uh, and then uh, my mum came through the door and was like, "Now nah, you've got to get off now." And then I got off, and like it was the round later, everyone died. <laughs> I was gutted, <laughs> and that was like the record that we all 32. set. We yeah. try and break that one day. Uh, I, I, you know, I tell you what, I'd I'd like to go back and play that game. Because that's the, the original. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. That, that's the yeah. The, that's the only Call of Duty or first person shooter yeah. which I've been like, you know, this is. I could replay this every yeah. day. That's a really good one. Yeah, that's good fun. Um, oh, I've got three more to name now. Yeah. So I've shot myself in the foot with this question <laughs> because you slightly prepared it with the setup of what you said, but mm. I've not really prepared this. Um, uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Yes. Great game. I need to go back and play it. I, I might I, download it on the PC actually. I never played it. You never played it. But I, That's I something we need to play through together. Yeah, all right. It's, yeah. it's a really fun game for those of you who are this, where um, you play as Django Fett, you jump around and fly around with your backpack and yeah. you shoot things. And that's pretty much the premise of the game. Sweet. But it's really fun. He was it's, actually, one of, it's one of those PS2 games that's just a fun ride. It's a yeah. little bit like Star Wars Battlefront. You know? Star Wars Battlefront 2, I'd like to mention. Yeah, it's, like, like, it's got those like Jet Trooper characters or like Boba Fett and whatever. Yeah. And it's very satisfying just flying around yeah. and just like shooting people. It's good fun. Yeah. Uh, this else? one's like it's almost like the shooting equivalent of a hack and slash game this game <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah the, the hack and slashing game I played is like God of War 3 I like played that after I played the uh, Playstation 4 God of War and I was like this is completely different but still a lot yeah. of fun still so still much so fun so much fun um, oh, there's a lot of good games that I've played there's a lot of good PS2 games but I think memories wise, I'm gonna have to go with Battlefront Three, which is a bit or Battlefield Three. Oh, Battlefield, right? Yeah. Battlefield Three for the PS3, because I played through that. That was one of the first games that I, apart from Call of Duty, that I kind of branched out and played online with with people. Um, I played with our good friend Pete. Yeah. Quite a lot of time. A little bit about. And a couple of other people from school as well that we sort of knew through different circles. I played with, but Battlefront. Battlefield 3, sorry, yeah. I'm going to do this all the time. Yeah. Battlefield 3 online, uh, you know, the big maps, the 32 versus 32 players. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just great. Having sessions on there for like three hours and just playing games was, was great. And it's a great online experience. Um, yeah. It's got a little bit tired now. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. In my opinion, of the new ones I've played anyway. Um, but yeah, a lot of good memories. I do. That's mainly for the memories, not not for the like. The, I wouldn't buy it for the campaign or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but certainly the memories. I do. Um, I do think with like the massive multiplayer games, if there's like a massive like thirty-two versus thirty-two, that is so much more fun than playing like search and destroy on Black Ops, and it's like five v five. That's I find that so boring. And I I find it fun, but I feel like I I get bored quicker. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. only play a certain amount of games yeah. before things get. I'd, I'd give props to um, the new uh, Battlefront games, uh, Star Wars, uh, with like the, the Galactic Conquest. Is it Galactic yeah. Conquest? 
I don't know. The game mode where there's like 32 versus 32 and you're like you know, on Naboo and stuff like that. And yeah, that's that's what, what that's the best game mode, obviously. Yeah, it's 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 really yeah. I think it's it's one of the things that Battlefield and Battlefront to an extent do really well. You know, when you've got a bigger player base, you you can have you don't have good or bad games. Mm. You have those sort of rolled into one. So you might have a a section of the game for 10 minutes where you're dying constantly but then you yeah. might hold down a position with your friends and yeah, you might yeah, rack yeah. up a kill streak and, and this sort of stuff whereas in search and destroy games it's very easy to hit a bad run of form yeah, it's yeah. frustrating I don't, I don't like the I, I'm more of a player that just like goes all out I'm the, I'm the brute force that we're like the massive machine gun and just goes out and killing loads of people but I, I don't like the well it's just not my style of playing yeah, being all absolutely. sneaky and, and the last game on my list yeah is Destiny 1. Okay, right. For the memories, man. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll give you Purely that. for the memories. I'll, I'll give a- you As that. far as kind of like... Speaking of brute enforcer stuff. Re- replayability, yes. Destiny 1 had a lot of replayability. Yeah. Um, as far as the game goes, like I know you aren't the biggest fan of a lot of what it did. Mm. It was very up and, up and down, like everybody in the community yeah, yeah. admits that. But I'll tell you what, Destiny's end game raids oh, with your friends are some of the best yeah, experiences I, I totally agree with that I totally agree with so that so that has to be for that alone that's yeah. on my list I do, I do like, the, like the special powers you get in you know the different yeah. classes that's that when I... that's when Destiny's gameplay like that's when it all weaved together and, and perfect it's yeah. good but one of the troubles with the game is is that's kind of one of the only that's it that, that, happens, that, that yeah. is it though and yeah. the rest of the time it doesn't really know like, what it wants to the, be as a game the strikes were fine but they were too repetitive. Yeah. Like you know, after you, a while, you, I, I remember like you know the they released like you know the Taken King or something like that or like the what was one that came after that Taken King. Um, uh, Taken King and then it the was Machine Rise, 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 uh, Rise of Iron, wasn't it? Rise of Iron. Yeah, all that. Yeah. Was, something to do with the yeah, machines Rise and stuff. Um, yeah, it's sort of like when those ones came out and like the playlist for the strike missions is the same ones. It's yeah. like you have like. 20 strike missions why are you replaying the same three yeah it's, that's that's my problem but yeah well yeah. <laughs> anyway um, I think that is all so I think we'll have to go into my next question and say yeah uh, what did you think of the most uncontroversial Star Wars movie ever created what, what do you think of it here we go bro. here we go <laughs> yeah so we're going to be tuck into this for a while yeah well before we saw Rise of Skywalker we rewatched both The Force Awakens and Last Jedi um, naturally and I'd say for me uh, Last Jedi before we watched it I was kind of hesitant to watch it I remember when I first saw it I was like yeah right pretty decent I mean it's not perfect but whatever then I saw it again and I was like Mm, it's not grabbing me it's not I, I, I don't know something about it that isn't memorable or good uh, I, I, you saw, I, it's a very I was, very good point there yeah. I, I was thinking the more I watch this film at that time the more I watch this film the more I dislike it however when we, we watched it last time I really like this film <laughs> Is and it because you just switched is, off your brain? I don't think? know. I don't, we've just lost half our viewership. No, I... Right, yeah. I think before we actually delve into the actual nitty-gritty, what did you think of it? What did when I think of it? saw it and what do you think of it? It's now? interesting because my opinions on certain things in this movie 
have changed since I saw it the first time. Yeah. And this was before Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. But what, I remember we watched it again, and that was my second time watching it. Oh, your second? It was my second or third. I can't remember. But anyway, I hadn't remembered everything that happened in it. Yeah, yeah. But I remember when I went to see it in the cinema, and I had a very sort of visceral reaction and immediate reaction, as did a lot of people on I the, think a lot of people still do. Um, <laughs> however, when I watched it second time through, I... I shifted a lot on a lot of points that I liked, I now dislike. Yeah. And points that I disliked, I now yeah, liked. I like, yeah. So I don't, I don't know how to feel about this movie. This, you know, it, sarcasm aside, yeah, it's understandable why it's so controversial. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, it does take certain elements and throws them literally over their oh, heads. Off the cliff. Off the cliff. <laughs> Right, shall, right. We'll go into the things that we didn't like. Firstly, this is probably a big list. Let me turn over a list here because <laughs> I have actually made and because we, I've made notes for this in the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So I'm trying to right. Okay, I'm trying to think. Uh, not exactly scene by scene, but trying to remember the whole film and trying to think of the things that I didn't like. And obviously, I'm just going to be like, why would Luke? Chuck the lightsaber over his head. I have a few things to say about Luke. Why? <laughs> Why would he do but that? But the first thing I've put on this list, which I didn't realise I had put on this list, yeah. is more new characters as one of my bad points. Okay. And I think when I wrote that, I was thinking that... Like, we, we, get, we get three new main characters. Yeah, we get... A Force Awakens. Rey, Finn, and Poe. Yeah. And that's great. They're good. That's great. And then, as we said in the last podcast... We both like them a lot in that first movie, yeah. and they're set up well. The trouble is in this movie is yeah. we get about three or four more new characters. I'm trying to think, remember who they are. I know one. Some of which oh, yeah, are gone by the end of this movie. Some of which stick around. Yeah. But all of which I feel. Oh yeah. God. Rob. Yeah. Now the more you think about it, it's all coming back. <laughs> the more you think about it, and the more I think about it should I say mm. they rob screen time of those three characters that we were introduced to last time yeah. I guess is what I'm trying to get yeah, at here. right. Yeah, it I... feels very there's a lot of things in this movie that feel shoehorned yeah I, in fact in this trilogy in general it feels think... a lot of shoehorning but in particular this movie I didn't really see the point in especially since and we'll get on to one character in particular that I very much dislike yeah. and I think you dislike as well yeah but is is there simply for a, a plot point yeah and well in fact actually a couple of them are thinking about it yeah in fact maybe all of them <laughs> but it just it doesn't really it, it gives the movie too many things to focus on Mm-hmm. in some aspects yeah uh, I think there are certain storylines which we'll get to in the good section in this yeah, movie yeah. that are very clear and are very good I think with but every in other ways it feels to me overcrowded yeah I think I think when you think of every, for me anyway uh, you think of every single plot line that happens and you're like there are really good things and there are really like, again it's, it's good and bad you can think of that with everything in yeah. this film I obviously more like it than dislike it yeah so I, I kind of want to go back to it. like you know Luke I I really like him in this film well, but let's start are, with Luke then yeah, because are, it's a big debate point yeah in the world I don't I'm, right I'm going to sound so hypocritical when we come on to the rise of Skywalker interestingly I 
I didn't like him the first time we watched this movie. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like I don't the second time and having having kind of thought about it for a minute, and yeah. also thought about mater- extra material that I've I've watched online and kind of different bits and, and seeing other people's opinions. I actually like Luke in this story. Yeah, I really enjoy him. He's one of the best bits. Yeah, he is. To be fair. So, yeah, and I think... Yeah, it's just... I'm going to sound hypocritical when I go to talk about The Worst Skywalker next week, but I, I watched this film and I just can't understand why people dislike it. Because, right, other than... Yeah, he throws a lightsaber over his head. Why would you do... You haven't seen that lightsaber since episode five when you got your hand cut off. And it's the first time you've seen it Aren't you going to, like, question it? <laughs> Are you going to be like, right, where did you get that? <laughs> yeah. Excuse me? Where and how? Yeah. How is that still a thing? Yeah. But then again, these are we questions... this in the first... Th- this, these are questions is. that Maz could have asked, but... Still doesn't. Now is not the time. Still, yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite a different, good question for a different time. So, yeah, it's sort of like, you should be asking these questions. And then I'd understand if he just sort of like hands the lightsaber back and he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, thank you, but no thank you. You should have done that more more of an approach. Um, but I'm trying to think... Yeah, other than... Right. So people are like, oh, this film and the entire new trilogy is just taking the older characters and butchered their entire history and just killed them off. Spoilers. Yeah. If you haven't seen this film, Luke dies and in this film. I think it's a good send-off. It's a good ending. Yeah, I like his ending. His arc in this movie yeah. is really, really... And thoughtful. The, the thing that pe- pe- people have is that oh, he he wouldn't act like this. He there yeah, are, that there, there that are some point parts, of view I've, I've never understood. Yeah, the, the people. There are some that. points where I kind of see where they're trying to come from. Like he was always this optimistic. Like I can see the dark in you, Darth uh, Dad. So I, you know, I'm gonna try my hardest to bring you back to the light. So, but I, you know, he still follows the characteristics of he was. He, you know, before in A New Hope, he was this whiny kid. Like, oh, I'm going to touch the station, pick up some power converters. And Empire Strikes Back, he was he was a little bit rash. Yeah, so rash. And, and, and let's did, not forget, he was pretty aggressive in Return of the yeah. Jedi. It wasn't until the very end of that movie that he... Exactly. He was never fully one way or the other. He had the right intentions, but go, went about it the wrong way, which I think sums up perfectly in this film. He has the right intentions of, like, you know... You, you can understand where he's coming from. Like, he explains it. Like, oh, you know, the Jedi are bloody stupid. Like, you know, they let yeah. Darth, Darth Sidious just come, rise, take over the Empire, and, like, just wipe out all the Jedi. And then the Jedi just do new and did nothing about it. The trouble is, I think, with there's a few things I want to say about Luke, because he is my next point, actually. Yeah. Um, the, he's... Like I think it's a, I think the movie kind of assumes that you realise that he's obviously done his research on the Jedi since, and obviously yeah. he's tried to start a school and and do all these things. I think the problem that people have with it is that if Luke does all this research, then why does he then try and train a new set of Jedi? Yeah, which is understandable because it's a bit kind of contradictory to what he's actually like in the movie. Yeah, um, maybe he did the maybe he you know came across these conclusions after everything went wrong with Kylo and this this and that um, but he's he's right Luke in this film is right about yeah. the Jedi and I think that's he something that people need yeah. yeah some people need to like and even 
spoilers again for those yeah. who haven't seen the movie. But even Yoda shows up in this movie, yeah. and Yoda confirms Luke's belief in this yeah. movie, and he says, "Yeah, you're right. The Jedi were foolish at the height of their power, yeah. and they got over arrogant." Yeah, yeah, and, and I think it goes back into the kind of play that. Luke realizes that the more involved in kind of um, politics and fighting and frontline usage that the Jedi become, um, the more to pull towards the dark side they have. Yeah, and and you see that with his backstory with Kylo. You see when he tries to end Kylo because he sees the yeah. he realizes in the moment, no, I'm this is wrong. Yeah. You know. I think I think the thing with this film is like everyone's got a dark side. It doesn't matter if you're the most perfect human being around. Like I'm sure Yoda had a little bit of temptation, stuff like that. And I think that shows when obviously he tried to you know, kill yeah. Kylo. It's a stupid act. Yes. But he realizes it. He was scared. He you know that fairly your famous Yoda quote. Yeah. Um, and I think you know like Luke's mindset. He was like right okay. Rebels have won, Empire's defeated, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do what they did, but just do it better. Like, okay, yeah. a simple mindset. Yeah, I understand why he'd want to build a new Jedi and whatever. And I'd understand why he'd sort of throw his toys out the cot instantly and be like, ah, oh, I tried and blah. Yeah, because he has yeah. no... He has no actual reference of what it was like. Yeah, he doesn't have yeah, any reference. So far in and, the future now. And there hasn't been many... In the original trilogy, I'm trying. Well, I need to rewatch him, but there hasn't been many times when he's failed, has he? Not really. No. No. Like no. not the first he succeeds one. Succeeds in the first one. Yeah, succeeds in the first he one. Fails second in the one, second one. Yeah, but he goes back and, and he almost himself. fails in the third yeah. one. But he realizes the error of his way. But especially with this sort of thing, he doesn't really have any sort of teaching. He, he isn't. He he hasn't been taught to teach other. Younglings, so he's like, okay, and I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it better. And when it crashes and burns in his face, he throws his toys out of the car. He's like, no, right, okay, and that's it. If I can't do it, no one can do it. Which, you know, for, for Luke's character, you can understand. Yeah. I, I, well, I, for me anyway, I don't really want to like sort of try and force any, you know, thoughts onto people. If you end up still hating this film, then I, yeah. I again, I can understand if you absolutely detest this film. I think film. it's a really I don't know, you know, I don't know where the idea for Luke's story came from for, for this particular movie, whether it was Rian Johnson or somebody else in his writing room or whatever. But I, lo I love, it's such a deep level of character development to go yeah. way beyond kind of optimistic Luke trying to rebuild the Jedi, yeah. training his, you know, nephew, to Luke who has really sat and thought hard about, yeah. well, I hate, hate to say it, but sat and thought hard about life yeah, yeah. and about the Force and about what it is and it's all there for you in his dialogue if you listen closely in the yeah, movie yeah. and come to the conclusion as you said that maybe this isn't the way yeah yeah which is interesting because that's exactly what happens at the end of Return of the Jedi yeah he, he realises that to defeat darkness to bring a balance in a way you have to put down your weapon which is exactly yeah. what he does that is the, the Jedi way movie. they don't yeah. go looking for that's conflict. it. It's about rising above it yeah. and being better than it. Be the better and man. And through that, Luke is able to, in that final act of kind of, you know, letting go, he turns his father back to the, the light side yeah. in episode six. And, and this is like the follow through of that character development in this movie that, you know, and it, and it kind of is on display in his fight with Ben later in the movie. And 
and his you know words to Ben you know that you know this is I don't you know you don't need to actually fight somebody yeah it's about proving the dark side wrong that's yeah, that's, yeah the, exactly. that's the point of the original trilogy yeah and this character art for this character reinforces that yeah and honestly like when people are like oh he should have like the, oh God, I'm, I think I saw someone quote one time, and he basically said something like, uh, "There in the Rise of Skywalker, there should have been a moment where Han, Leia, and Luke all stood side by side with Rey, Finn, and all these new characters, and had that end game moment." And I'm like, "But yeah, you could you could dream of that, but Han Solo's already dead. Um, <laughs> Luke, honestly, if you basically told me." Luke was going to come back and still be, you know, just be this perfect, optimistic, goody two shoes. I'd find that so boring. Uh, which it is in the next movie. <sighs> yeah. Because that's exactly what he is in, 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 the, in episode nine. But yeah. we'll get to that. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But I'd though. find, yeah, if they did went that way with Last Jedi, I'm glad they did something totally unexpected. And I don't think it's just oh, they did something unexpected for the sake of it. No. It's not subverting expectations like in Game of Thrones when they were like, hmm, so obviously John is going to be the one that destroys the Night King. You know what no one can think of? If fucking Arya does it. Yeah. You know what? It, oh, everyone's expecting bloody Cersei or bloody Jamie or fucking Daenerys to be on the throne. You know what no one would expect? Fucking Bran. Yeah. Like, no. Just... To be fair yeah. with the to be fair with the eye thing, they did foreshadow it in a couple of seasons prior to that. Yeah, but I mean, so that's that, so that was just trait. We we could do a whole we could do a thing on, on fucking Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. And but anyway, fuck that. Star Wars but, and Game of Thrones are the same. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to the Last Jedi. I mean, it, and I think so. This comes to the big point I've written here on my piece of paper. Yeah, and you mentioned it in the the comedy of the throwing the lightsaber away. Yeah, I think the major problem that have sent people down this route of the fact that they don't like Luke it, in this film. It's bad first impressions. Is the first impressions yeah, yeah, you yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. The first mm, three scenes yeah. with Luke in them. Yeah. Uh, the the when Ray meets him, him storming off to the hut, him going to get the milk and all this palaver. Um, and even I think something after that, although it doesn't come to my mind. But it's all comedy. Yeah. It's all comedy. It's, you know, it's trying to be like old Yoda, but it doesn't work because he's yeah, not a hand I get it. He's yeah, being like drinking the milk out. There's of something it. just so. Yeah. It's goofy. That's that's the word I would use. Yeah. It's goofy. And then after that, you have this actually really deep and good story with Luke and great discussion about the Force yeah. and about what the point of the Jedi before the Clone Wars and before the Old Republic happened and all that was 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 to gain knowledge and understanding of the Force. It wasn't to be Jedi Knights as such. And it's all very... Building it, you know, going back and looking at extra stuff, actually, after this film, as I said I did, it really is like, you know... Yeah. Failure is the greatest teacher. Yeah, so that, that is the main thing in this film. Like, And I think I love Yoda. I, Yoda's... Appear, I love Yoda's little appearances. I, I loved... Like, obviously, Empire Strikes Back is my favourite because of Yoda. Yeah, and like he, like you were mentioning, like he, they tried to make Luke like Yoda, but the thing is, like Yoda's so charming in his yeah. like buffoonery. He's... You can do it when you're small and green with pointy ears. Yeah, <laughs> and you look like a puppet. Uh, <laughs> no, and I love the fact that they bring him back and they have they him as a puppet, a puppet yeah, uh, not like CGI 
ness and it still looks authentic and yeah. real as well it is really again well he's done. got that charm about him and he's just like not well, donks him like, on the head I don't like the ghost effects in the new movies what is in like what they can do or no, what they the, look like what they look like they look too glowy glowy is the exact word yeah I liked the subtle blue of the original trilogy yeah they were very they were much more transparent in the, the old one yeah that's it uh, in this one, they look like they are a glowing thing. Orb, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's just a minor note on that, just since we're talking yeah, about no, the appearance um, of the movie. But I, I love, and I love the, the idea that, you know, because people, people forget, but it wasn't that long ago before the prequels came out. The Jedi fail. Yeah. They fail so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi fails. Yeah. Yoda fails. All these people that are much more powerful and wiser than Luke about the Force fail. Yeah. I and just love Luke's that. journey in this is about... You know, it's about realizing that it's about trying to teach Ray that being the bigger person is better. Yeah. Which Ray takes on board because that's what she tries to do. She tries to pull to that, Ben think, back to the light. I think that's a good little segue into her character. Like, what do you what do you think of her character, Ray, in this film? In this movie, I don't really have an. I really like her in this film because it it gives that little. You know, the problem I have with her in Rise of Skywalker and Force Awakens is that she's just this perfect, can do nothing wrong attitude. Uh, and But she is so broken, so it makes so many mistakes. It reminds me of Luke in Empire Strikes Back. There's just rash, oh, I have to do this. Like, yeah, you know, I, going I, I off do to like that Snoke she's... And I demanding. Do, yeah. and I do like that she is... She's not perfect. She's, she's she is the she is the viewer and yeah. the crit the critic in this story of that that doesn't like the way that Luke is doing things. Yeah, because she's not at that realization about the Force yet. She yeah. wants to learn how to wield it rather than understanding it. Like Luke is kind of and maybe trying to point her and say, "Look," which he does. He says, "Look, this is." You know, but it's it's with all these like younger characters. Okay, I guess it reminds me a bit of um, Spider Man and Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. It's sort of like their young inexperience is a bit naive, and they can't see the it's bigger good, picture. Yeah, like what's it's that scene where she's sitting on the rock and he gets her to meditate? Yeah, and oh, and then there's the goofy bit with the stick and like it <laughs> wasn't. Again, it's another reason why I think people don't like it. It's not necessary for that to be. It's not as bad as the throwing or the, the milk. Reach out and then she reaches out. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that actually did tickle me. It was, <laughs> that, it was funny, but... Yeah, it was really good. But, but like, yeah, it's, but it's not needed. The idea of like, you know, just sit and, underst- you know, and let the force come to you. Yeah, what do you feel? Actually, another thing, yeah, I it's really perfect. like how Ray didn't hesitate going to the dark. That, yeah, la- she, that she, gave you the insight of, holy shit, what are we dealing with here? Yeah, she's... Like, yeah, but and, and it's, yeah, and it's so it's so much fun, and and it makes sense why Luke would refuse to train her because yeah. he his by his understanding he is saying no, you have to just sit and feel the force. But if you're going to pull straight towards power, yeah, there's not much I can do to help you, you know. Yeah, um, and hence why Ray's character in this story goes looking for those things in in Ben and Snoke and yeah, and and tries to find an understanding with Ben. And pull him slightly back to the light, maybe to so that they can help each other to like figure out yeah what a purpose is and you know I think who, this is the, they are. This is the film that sort of sparked that whole Raylo 
yeah, thing. Because <laughs> when I watched this film, I was like, oh yeah, if they're going to go that way, I'd be on board for it. I'll be shit them or whatever. Then we'll, we'll talk about what happens. And we'll just go walking next to it. We're going to be it, saying that it, a lot. It, okay. it makes more sense in this movie. Yeah. It really does. And it, and it doesn't feel forced. It feels like these two people are, are genuinely fascinated by one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can a, see there's that a, connection. There's a weird connection and care between the two of them. Um, to be well, it, but then they're both stubborn about their stances about the force yeah. and in the end they don't it, well to talk about the connections they introduce the force power of seeing each other but not seeing their surroundings like being connected like, which is what do you done think of that? quite well in this movie. I really like it uh, yeah again we'll get on to the next it, movie yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, it's, I, it's done well in this it's a nice balance the kind yeah. of like you know the special connection they have yeah. or whatever it's meant to be um, but it, you know, it, it works. I like it. As I a, like it. As, yeah, like it as a point. And, and right, another people problem people have is that um, these new fame uh, superpowers, uh, Jedi powers, ah, oh, they shouldn't happen because they haven't been mentioned before in Star Wars. And I'm like, really? So you know everything there is to do with Jedi and the Force and stuff like that. So the you know, we didn't say that when Emperor Palpatine came out came and out shot, and shot lightning, lightning out of his fingers. Yeah. If you know, if that was released today, people would be like, "Ah, Palpatine shouldn't be able to do that because we haven't seen it before." Who cares? Well, I'm glad that they're introducing new things. Again, I'm going to be really hypocritical when we talk about Rise of Skywalker. What is introduced into that? Uh, but I digress. Um, no, I think it makes sense to, yeah. to introduce new powers. new things and new, but don't make them. It's where they make yeah. sense and fall into line within yeah. the characters and within the two sides of the force. If you're exactly, saying. or maybe it's not because maybe they're one and maybe this yeah. Enough, but um, yeah, Ray's good. Ray's good. I Ray, like Ray. Ray in this movie is good. Yeah. Um, Poe. Poe. Right. Okay. He again potential. Love the story. He, Love the potential for the story. Yes. Think it's great. Yes. Uh, love the, the f- uh, one of the first scenes of the movie with him going on that solo run. Uh, the His action's movie. very good. He's but great. again, do you like the whole comedy of him talking with Hux and being like, hello, can you hear me? Are you in? Do you like that? The more I watch it, I'm a bit like, okay, it, right, this is very... It's a bit annoying. Yeah. 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 This isn't... It's very I get the whole stalling, like trying to stall yeah. them, but don't use that. Or, I don't know. I'm, I'm nitpicking here, but yeah. I, I like, more of a problem with Hux I, than, than Poe. I, I want. I want to. Yeah, I think you were talking about like a new character being introduced. I want to link this specific character, Laura Dern's character, who is Vice Admiral Holdo. I want to link her with to, when talking about Poe because Poe. I don't think. <sighs> I, I, yeah, like you say, you can see what they're trying to do yes. with this character, but I think it's done so badly, so poorly. The trouble that I have with... I, right, so the trouble originates for me, it originates within her character, which yeah. is really annoying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a great actress, and I can see what they... It's not we say. because she's a woman, she's, no, she's a good actress. I see what they were trying to do. Yeah, yeah. The trouble lies in the fact is that because she's so heavily linked to Poe's story yeah, yeah. and the fact that this character shows up out of literal thin air nowhere like where's she come from no precious no understanding of like what she is she's just there yeah. and for me the reaction I have when, when I still watch the movie this is one of the things that hasn't changed since the first viewing yeah. is that she's not there to serve she's there to serve one purpose and that is to serve Poe's story which yeah. 
does the opposite of what they're trying to do with the character yeah, yeah, yeah. and make her a full character because it just makes her an inconvenient plot point yeah, that you yeah, know yeah. is going to be resolved by the end of the movie which spoiler alert is because she dies yeah yeah, yeah. And, and but Poe learns his lesson fair enough yeah but we'll, we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about so he commits like mutiny because right so I start the film he is the reason why a massive portion of the resistance is killed off because he, he wants, wants to, to destroy fight the bomber, yeah. And Leia didn't, and then that ended up causing. He disobeys yeah, the order. Dis- yeah, he gets demoted, and Leia which is blasts enough. off into space and does a Mary Poppins, which, okay, is stupid. I like Leia, <laughs> but that was so dumb. It was a weird way to Very, find out that she had the force. Yeah, yeah. You, could do, you could do it in different ways. You could do but, it in better ways, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, like, so, and then Laura Dern takes over and then just doesn't tell Poe anything why yes he's done wrong but what strategical benefit does that give you by not telling your anyone well anyone and everyone why why are you not telling people like your plan yeah. this plan what does that way, give that, you that completely fails yeah well because they get to creep yeah but they get chased down and <laughs> and have to fight another battle yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Which just, oh, yeah, yeah. doesn't make any sense to me is that because there's that bit where after she, she look, she successfully destroys the fleet. But yeah. again, by that Actually. time, Snoke is dead anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she's still followed by Kylo. They're yeah, all, yeah. and they almost die again on the the. Yeah. It's meant to be. I guess hot, it was just giving that extra doing little... snow planet again yeah. scene. I guess it was just that extra little bit of time, which is what yeah. they were desperate for. So yeah, that's fine. But like. Why not? Why tell? not tell him? Yeah. Why? There is. I genuinely cannot think of I any can't reason think of, apart from the fact that maybe she was just You're, being stubborn with yeah. him because he. And then that, that just doesn't make you a likable character. No. Because I think one of the first things she says to him is, "Oh, you're that hot shot." And I'm like, "Fuck you! Fuck you!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's done wrong, but. You know, if you explain the plan to her, it's like, right, we're going to that planet over there because there's a secret base and whatever. Poe would have been like, all right, cool, cheers. Cool. I'll, I'll follow that. Can, is there something I can do to help? Yeah. Because that's the kind of character Poe is. He, he would stretch his neck out for yeah. the plan. And, right, okay, I'm going to say, uh, I think you and I might have spoken about this before. If we were to rewrite uh, The Last Jedi, I would have given Poe the job going with Finn to the whole casino planet which I right I think there's another story arc which is very very poorly done it's pointless mm. and yeah I think we'll, we'll, we'll start weave this all into like Finn's arc it's so Finn goes off uh, to try and find a uh, code breaker uh, and they not doing so and like we get introduced to Rose who is like the sister of one of the casualties that Poe created so, yeah, what do, what do you think of that? What do you, what do you think of that arc? <laughs> I, mm, mm. Yeah, I see your pain. Yeah. Finn's, Finn gets done so dirty in this movie. Yeah. Because he's... Again, the character arc, I understand it. But it's the fact that... It's the same problem with Pose. Yeah. It happens, but then the, the ending resolution of it fails... So therefore, you you end up back where you were at the start of it almost. Yeah. It's what these these story arcs come across as is time filler. 
for yeah, the important yeah. stuff, which is the Ray and Kylo stuff and the Luke stuff. You know, Finn goes off on this heist, which doesn't make any sense how they manage to escape the ship and come back yeah. when nobody else can leave the ship because that's too much power taken up. Because, you know, they're trying to conserve fuel and all this stuff when they're yeah. being chased. I like, I like the space chase scene. Which actually doesn't make sense because if you go into space and then put on some power and then you get to a certain speed and then turn off that fuel then you're still going at the same amount of speed but then again I'm talking and then again about sound in space so it's yeah. fine and gravity uh, yeah, and, and gravity. lightsabers and, lightsabers. and the force <laughs> and the force <laughs> who cares <laughs> don't overthink it no this is Star Wars <laughs> which is kind of what we yeah but anyway yeah the, the, like the, they're able to they're being monitored by the first order at yeah, this point yeah. and the, the first order are literally there staring at them waiting for them to run out of fuel so they jet off yeah. And why does nobody send anybody after them? Yeah. Which, by the way, is what happens in A New Hope. When say, C-3PO yeah. and R2-D2 climb in a pod, yeah. they're searched for yeah. on Tatooine. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't... I, I, what I don't understand is... It, it's literally a way for Finn to have this pseudo-weird romance about learning about yeah. what it's like to be a, a, a normal person within the war. Yeah, which... Yeah is stupid because he's a stormtrooper yeah. so he already is that he knows that Aaron. so he should yeah. know that which is something that he shows in the first movie yeah and I think you know when we were talking about like the whole um, like chase scene like Empire Strikes Back is just a chase scene it's from true. the Millennium Falcon so it can be done well it can be done well and the, you know this whole thing with like you know Finn's arc and Poe's arc ultimately failing to a certain extent like or I falling think, flat, I think, think yeah, is the this is This is the theme of the whole film. It's the whole theme of failure. Yeah. And people, things do fail. You know, Saving Private Ryan at the end, you know, they sort of, yeah, they do find Saving Private Ryan, but they lose people on the way. Some things fail, you know. But yeah, things do happen, and I think that's what they were trying to focus on. But again, just done poorly. It can be done. It can be done, but yeah, done poorly. And if only they had... The thing is, is that Poe's whole thing is that he is learning that there are consequences for his actions. Yep. He, it's not always best to be the hero. Yeah. Finn is learning, for whatever reason, that there's real people involved within, you know, yeah. the war and, and the, the rich are scummy, which is, you know, yeah. everybody knows yeah, that yeah. anyway. But, <laughs> exactly. But the trouble is, is that if there's one character in the whole of Star Wars that Poe could learn to be from, from is Finn. Finn. Yeah. So why are they not together in this? Yeah. So here's a scenario for you. Yeah. They're trying to get away from the First Order. Laura Dern's character happens, layers out at this point in, in a coma or whatever. Um, Laura Dern's character is commanding the ship. She has a plan. That's great. Yeah. She tells Poe the plan. Finn is still on board. Maybe with Rose as well, because yeah. let's be fair to Rose. I understand her character. I, I like the actress, and she does a good yeah, job of acting. Yeah, but once again, she gets but... shot in the foot by what she's given. In this yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, let's just go out and say it. She's just a love interest for Finn, yeah. which is completely underpinning her character. Completely forced at the end. Yeah, yeah, completely forced. And never is continued. But anyway... <laughs> It's because they didn't want to commit to the, you know... No, LGBT, they didn't want to commit to anything in this <laughs> LGBT relationship between yeah. Poe and Finn. Because that's wrong, apparently. But they, but they could still have them as close friends running around in this movie, yeah. helping Laura Dern's character. Yeah, Here's the thing. Laura Dern's character's plan completely fails. 
Yeah. And Poe learns firsthand with Finn the consequences of half of the resistance getting wiped out before his eyes. And through that, he has a character moment where he has to be strong yeah. and, you know, not go for gold because he has to think about other people's lives. Yeah. Which he does on the battle down on the salt planet, but it would have been so much more effective if it had been with Finn or maybe one of them would have died in this movie. Uh, right, okay. Finn should have died in this film. He should have done And that. I think, right, if we were to re... Like, I'll probably mention it in a minute. If we were to rewrite this, Poe go with Finn and Finn constantly going at Poe just being like, no, like, war is bad. I've been there. I've seen the destruction. This is why I've converted mm. and... You know, at the ending of the film, that could have been Poe's lesson learned. Is seeing that Finn die. Seeing yeah. Finn die and That's sacrifice deep. himself. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, that could have been it. But, like, okay, another problem I have with this film is, like, that whole, like, sacrifice thing. Is that I was I was like, oh, my God. They're going to they're gonna kill Finn? They're going to do it. Oh, my God. They're and then Rose just out of fucking nowhere. Which she should have done. Kazakami's in. And it's like, Rose... You could have killed Finn. You should have killed him. There's you, no way yeah. that both of them survived but that. Why are you inadvertently trying to save him by trying to kill him at the same time? There's a thing that happens in Rise of Skywalker as well that I just didn't understand. It's kind of similar to that. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so... But the, other than that, crate, the whole crate planet scene is very good. Yeah. I really like a lot. He introduces like the 8080s or they might be called something else I don't care the 8080s again on a salt planet I like okay another thing about this whole film is visually spectacular yeah it is I can't think of one moment where I'm like ooh that looks a bit shit do you know maybe, what, maybe the do you know what underpins this whole sequence of the movie a little bit right. now, don't get me wrong there's bits I like the, the, I dislike I dislike the Finn and, and the sacrifice bit that should yeah, have yeah. been a straight up sacrifice and it, as you say it would have been so much better for Poe to learn that that yeah, one yeah, now, yeah. because it would have it would have hit harder, so it wouldn't have wasted anybody's character. Plus, we could have had a bit of a romance between Poe and Finn. We could have, but then again, they don't want that. No, they don't. Anyway, but and and also it would have built upon if if Finn had survived this movie, yeah, with Poe and they and they'd spent the time together, it would have made the next movie better because it would have made their friendship more believable. Yeah. where they're they're best buds in the next one yeah. when they've not spent any time together over the past two not films. the three of them no and it, it just I, yeah. it's what, something we should have seen from the start of this trilogy yeah. is the three new characters working together as the old cast did yes they did get separated for a bit yeah, yeah. but they did time especially in the New Hope travelling together and figuring things out yeah, and yeah, forming yeah. a bond of some sort so that would have been an opportunity for that I love the stuff with Luke yeah. when he comes in in the end that's oh, I love it um the thing that I can't get over when watching this is I just think of Hoth in my head. Yeah. And it, but it's salt. But it's salt. And there's Not red snow. streaks. And, and they're land speeders rather than snow speeders. But they're still trenches. <laughs> because apparently trenches are effective against 15-storey metal tanks. But just trying to fight 20th century nuclear warfare with trenches. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to accomplish here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just it annoys me, this movie, because it's so obviously um, just a straight rip of Hoth yeah, to yeah. me. And it, and it underpins what should be a really good climax to the movie. And just, for me, it, 
it, I don't know, it doesn't make it bad. It, it's just really distracting because yeah. it's really like, you know, you've done some kind of original new locationy things within this movie. Yeah. And now you do this. It's and like, it's oh, just like... Like the on. original, like little, yeah. obviously, merchandise things. Like the bulbs yeah, and the crystal foxes and stuff. They're all right. They're all right, yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're good. But it, Hawks are just... It's just Hawks. so... The setup is just so similar to Hoth. Yeah. You know, you've got the invading empire, the trenches, the yeah, yeah. resilience dug in without a way out, trying to figure one out. And it's just... Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Um, we'll get, we'll backtrack slightly because I want to talk about a certain character called... Uh, well, the the codebreaker that they eventually go into, uh, Benicio Del Toro's character. Oh, yes. Do you this like guy. him? What do you think about him? What's his point? Like, he's just there as he, a... Right, okay. He, he is there, again, to try and... Um, I think, the, I think quick, quickly my answer would be no, I don't like him because he's part of a storyline that is is completely... Yeah. Uh, initially, I don't really like him, but the, the sort of theme he tells when they're in the ship on the way back, I really enjoy him when he's like, you know... War is war. War yeah. is war. Rebels, uh, well, resistance of First Order buy weapons from... The same people. The same people. There's no good. There's no bad. There is always that grey area. I really like that. That's really good. And it, it parallels really the point. kind of force connection that they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, he's like, he's there. He, but that's it. He betrays him, he disappears, and that's it. Yeah. I, I guess he's alright. But... And then... And I, it's I sort of like... I get kind of it, but I get... I, I think the problem I have with him is that he's... He's probably a good character and a good concept character, but he's in a storyline that is completely redundant. There's too the, many... Uh, we were mentioning like, there's different themes like Ray has the theme of you know, the whole learning failure mm. uh, Luke and Luke and Leia, uh, Luke and Ray is learning about failure and such Finn's learning about bloody something that bad, he already knows as a stormtrooper yeah rich people can be corrupt Poe's learning not to be a war hungry piece of shit kind of uh, yeah and then we've got another one about like all oh, the great. I mean, the major thing is that like, like Finn, Finn, Finn and Poe, and Rose, because Rose is the character that gets introduced in this. Which you clearly, you clearly see that she's meant to be a new permanent addition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the three of them just get shot in the foot by yeah. this movie. Not, in my opinion, not giving them. See, it was interesting. I didn't think this the first time I watched these three. But now these are the parts of the movies that I don't particularly enjoy watching. Yeah. Because it just, they don't, for me, they don't serve the characters as they should be. It would be so much better if Ro- Rose, Finn, and Poe stories were intertwined yeah, yeah, yeah. together. Because then you would have, you'd break the movie down less. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got the chase, their story, Ray's story with Luke, yeah, Ben's cool. story. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you've got, six stories going on you've got them over at the casino you've got Poe wrestling with this and if you squish those together it still would have flushed that out you'd have the screen time to be able to develop a connection between those characters for the next movie and you'd still be able to tell the stories that you wanted you'd still be able to have Poe learn his lesson yeah. and Finn and Rose helping him learn that lesson yeah, yeah, yeah. therefore go through character development themselves there's just a lot of yeah. I'm surprised that they didn't. You know, the whole fluff in the movie. The whole like, Poe causing Rose's sister to die. Why? Why wasn't yeah, there a scene exactly. where Rose and Poe were together? Yeah, again, it yeah. just so yeah. Rose, Rose and Finn are the perfect duo to For teach Poe po that lesson. Yeah, but 
No, we have to have characters that you shoehorn in there that yeah. are okay, cool concepts, but they yeah. disappear too quickly. And, yeah. And at the end of the day, in my opinion, come across as just plot points. And I think... And it's never good when a character is a you plot c- point. You could have taken... Okay, I, I want to sort of like move on swiftly to like Leia and like the whole like... Right, she's... She, right, Carrie Fisher didn't die, uh, pass away, sorry, uh, where, uh, before this film. She passed away after this film was shot and everything like that. So it's sort of like, what? I don't understand causing her to be sidelined yeah. throughout this entire film. Because, like, she's a great character. In my opinion, I think they should have held off on Luke until the third movie. Yeah. I, don't... I, I know their plan was to have him in this one and then as they do layer in the, the next one but again yeah. that doesn't really happen anyway unfortunate reason yeah you can't really help that and also fair. because JJ wanted to bring back Luke Skywalker so much in the next movie yeah but but then again we wouldn't have known that either because JJ wasn't a part of it, made more, it, it makes more sense in my head to have Leia as the main character in this story yeah because she's closer to the action yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we could have held off the Luke reveal for a while yeah yeah, yeah. That could have been like the whole final third final movie. Arc, yeah. yeah. And, and then at like the end of Luke, Luke teaching Ray the the lesson after she's been throughout the whole of this movie, you know, wrestling with the thing with Kylo and having yeah, yeah, this yeah. connection. Luke coming along and, you know, splitting the balance of the force and saying that the Jedi are no more and Yeah, yeah. That would have been, in my opinion, the way I would do it. Yeah. That that seems better. Oh well. I guess yeah. Well, going back to so yeah, she's blown out into the sky. She's well, space. Um, oh, the force thing. In that in that same scenario, Admiral Akbar, the, the meme himself. Not meme. He's a great man. He's he's, he's gone. He's gone. But the thing is, why wouldn't Admiral Akbar be the one to sacrifice himself and do the light speed? That would have been cool. Because no, he is a beloved character. We got shoe and like, and like actors. again, it's like uh, trying to. Um, I'm not trying to sound hypocritical. I think I basically mentioned that um, you know I don't like Captain Phasma or Bob because they don't do nothing, and people will probably say, "Oh, Admiral Akbar doesn't do much either." Well, no, he's he's an admiral. He bloody commanded the fleet to help destroy the second Death Star. He has more he emotional there. weight than Boba Fett does in yeah. movies, especially Captain Phasma as well, who is also completely useless in this film. Completely useless. Yeah, but like the whole, I'll get on to Captain Phasma in a minute because I want to rant about her. Um, that should be fun. Oh dear, don't even start. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Amorak, I feel, should have been the one to sort of take over as Leia. Because, uh, yeah, again, like, where is Captain Hold, uh, Admiral Holdo done? Where is, who is she? We don't really know nothing about her. No. I can't think of. No, this is, this is the major problem. She comes yeah. out of nowhere. And because you don't, because she's just there and it's Laura Dern in a Star Wars movie, she's a plot point. Yeah. And the worst thing you can do for a character is make them a plot point. Yeah, it's the worst thing. I mean, we were having a discussion earlier today about Doctor Who. This is very random. Okay. But the, the same thing is with Clara as a character in Doctor Who. She's introduced as a plot point. You don't get any backstory for her. Well, you get a little eventually. bit of backstory. And you eventually get a lot of good scenes with her. Yeah. The trouble is, is that she serves for the whole of the first season of being a plot point mm. and being a mystery. We could do an entire episode on Doctor Who. I'd like to have that discussion again but on the podcast. That'd be cool. Compared to Rose, that yeah. who is a plot point in that. But she also has a, you know, know, know about her. But you, you yeah. learn her family and stuff, as well as the fact More that she's More of emotional weight and stuff. Yeah. 
Um, that's the trouble with, with some of the characters that are introduced and, and Rose in this movie not Rose in Doctor Who yeah. but Rose in this movie they just pop out, out out of nowhere and they're not really given justice for the screen time no and especially as you said if you've got other characters within the Star Wars mythos that would have a more an emotional impact killing off Admiral Akbar would be really sad for yeah. a lot of people yeah I would have welled up yeah god so yeah a character that I didn't well up when they died was Captain Phasma <sighs> right so she is completely misused and completely useless in Force Awakens so obviously you'd probably bring her back and be like oh so she's not dead so she's going to come back with a vengeance does nothing well I mean she has a little bloody sparring session with Finn and then she just falls to a death it was kind of like the Finn so... Finn finally getting over his like yeah you know I mean, we briefly... He kind of does in the first movie when he fights Kylo. Yeah. But it's like, we finally see her how to deflect a bloody bullet. Yeah. Armour. It's like, oh, that's cool. That's like cool. One shot. And then... Die straight after that. Yeah. It's like... Permanently this there's, there's a moment when she's sort of like, oh, I've found you, I've captured you, now all get on your knees so I can order my people to chop your own heads off. And then she was like, oh, before that she was like, oh, I'm uh, making sure it's uh, painful, a painful death. Like, no, shooting them will be too quick. So it's something along those lines. And it's like, I'm cutting the heads off is just as quick, love. I mean... It's not, yeah. It's And also, do it yourself! Do something! <laughs> Come stab on! Him, stab him with that pointy spear that you carry around. That yeah. would be a more painful death. Just, I, I really don't like her. She's just, she's another example of a misused character in these Yeah. Movies, who is... Given oh. some sort of setup, but never goes anywhere. No, Meaning again, it's just anyway. uh, probably merchandise, and it's like, oh, she's cool looking, yeah, but, that's true. but that's it. She's a good actress as well. She's the, the Brendan Christie. Yeah, yeah, she's brilliant. She's in Love Game her. of Thrones. Yeah, she's, she's a great, good. She's a great actress, and she plays some good characters. But <sighs> yeah, well, I mean, mm. I guess we could get on to the final thing that we should haven't even spoken of yet. Oh, we mentioned, but uh, the whole Kylo Ren and Snoke. What do you think of that? Oh, and the shock factor that Snoke means nothing. Means absolutely nothing. Not only he means absolutely nothing, but Ray finds out that she's absolutely no one. And blah, blah, blah. I think, we've, like, I think we've mentioned right. this in the previous one. Yeah. So The lack of direction in these films, these films so is, is one of the major things that hinders them. And Snoke was very clearly set up to be... The big bad. Somebody who we learn a lot about. Or yeah. at least some about. Or if not, I, if, if not we were going to not learn anything about, at least make him do something. Yeah. At least make him be that presence. I don't think he has a presence in this film at all. No, he doesn't. Like, he just gets slightly angry at Kylo and then just force lightens the ground and then just like if, stings if, him. If they were teetering but... with the knockoff Emperor thing in the last movie, yeah. at least he had some sort of mystique and presence to him yeah. that was different from the Emperor in this movie he is just a discount Emperor for the scenes that he's in he's not he's a discount Emperor but I've oh, got to compare the two because the Emperor is is this force like you do not disobey him yeah. and like Darth Vader is this powerful character and always obeys him so you're thinking oh Christ if Darth Vader obeys I him I better do what he said oh Christ he is a threat but Kylo even though I love him you can't have him as the uh, Kylo as like one of the main villains, but act like he. I don't know. He 
it's almost as if he doesn't want to follow his orders. He, again, is that teenager. What? I, I don't mind. I don't mind him being this rash teenager that is sort of... He's not actually a teenager, but he's, he acts like one. And I like his conflict of, like, do I or don't I join a light or whatever. But, yeah, you, you can't have Snoke try and be this threatening thing where Kylo is con- constantly just acting like... Ugh, I don't like him. He's like a. Uh, I guess I better have to follow him. He's a bit of a, bit of a granddad. But yeah. Yeah, and I think half the trouble with that is something I mentioned in the last podcast is, I've never really. I don't get Kylo's whole drive for being a dark side. Yeah, we could have learned that. But you know what? What? What does Snoke hold over him? And it's literally just what you said. It doesn't feel like there's anything that he lords over him. Yeah. You know, the Emperor lords over. Darth Vader, the death of his wife and kids. Yeah. You know, that he he says, I can help you with, if you follow me, you can follow me to your death, but you, unfortunately you fucked up and killed them, so you better keep doing what I'm saying, otherwise you yeah. make things worse. It's kind of, that's the gist of it anyway. Yeah. With Kylo, as I said, there's he's meant to be this kind of young, brash person. In, but in, the, in this bit, you know, the problem's mainly with Snoke, is that he's, yeah. you know, why does, why does Ben follow this guy? Yeah. I just, I just think I don't, Why not, follow him if you I don't, I don't mind. Kills him. I don't mind necessarily about the mystery, but I just don't like that he just does nothing. He really just sits on his chair. Sits on the chair and then gets cut in half. Yeah. Okay, I do actually really like that scene, like when he's like, "Oh, he's turning his lightsaber towards his real enemy," and he's just turning the lightsaber towards him because he's the real enemy, and then he just ignites and kills her. And, but no, he dies. I really like that. That's all like sort of. I still would have loved to have learned who he was yeah. I guess I feel that's something that's missing because if you're going to present him as not the big bad yeah then you have to go to you know Kylo has to explain to Rey at some point why he chose to follow that man I mean we kind of do end up knowing who he is but it's well yeah we'll get, we'll get on to that we, we but in this that. film yeah well in this film anyway it's sort of it would have been more effective had Kylo yeah. Gone with Ray somewhere and, and he'd shown him, you know, yada 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 and um, Raylo. Raylo for the win. Hashtag Raylo. Yeah, Raylo, love it. Um but yeah, I, no, I do I do like Kylo. Like again, he's sort of yeah, right. Whatever happens, happens. They have that fight in the room, which I think you have a bit of a problem with, the throne room fight. I really like it. I just find it I mean, who are they fighting for? <laughs> They're fighting against their new boss. Yeah. Because he's just killed the old boss. Yeah. Unless there's somebody higher up than that. Which we we'll kind of end up do finding out. So. I suppose so. Yeah. So probably. I, again, yeah, I suppose so. But again, I dismiss that because we. We'll, we'll we get to Rise we, of Skywalker anyway. <laughs> we have some major issues <laughs> we, with that. We, we, we're getting but, into that. <laughs> but it's. Yeah. Those, those imperial. What are they? Imperial. They're just imperial guards. In, but yeah. Like. I don't mind the fight scene, but once you've watched it slow down, you can't unsee certain things. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And it just, it becomes a bit sort of like, I don't know, I don't know. maybe the more I think about it now, it's not too bad. It's a fight scene. At the yeah. End of the day. But, it's, it's cool. And it's symbolic that the two of them work together and that's kind yeah. of like a bonding moment and that's cool. Yeah. And then they blow up. But, but Kylo is so useless in that fight. He's, yes, he's so useless. Is he? He gets pinned by one of these people. He kills a couple. Like the inconsistency in power levels. In, in the, like I mentioned this in the last one. This whole kind of like, why doesn't... 
Kylo just rage at Finn and just straight up. Okay, right. Uh, okay, that's right. So he kills kills Snoke, and then bloody Hux walks into the room, and he and doesn't he, kill him. And he doesn't kill him. Hux clearly loathes this guy and doesn't want him around and starts this again disobeying him. And then bloody Kylo just force chokes. This him. again links into the fucking like. The point I made in the other thing, which is, what does this guy, what does this whiny piece of crap lord over Kylo Ren? Yeah, especially now that he's just killed his killed his superior. superior, and he's clearly mentioned, right? Okay, you're my supreme leader, all hell, the supreme leader. And then the next scene, when they're on crate, he throws Kylo him against the thing. <laughs> throws him against, he throws him against the thing, but also he sort of like Kylo says, "Oh, shoot on that fire, focus on that Jedi or whatever." And then like Hux repeats what he says, and it's like. Fuck off, man. Why have you stopped? Yeah. Just kind of... Just kill him. What has he got over you? What is he doing? Why aren't you killing... Yeah, I don't know. It's run over. Hux is a terrible character. He covered that in the first one. It's sort of like he's not threatening because, like... I guess he's a good actor. I do like that guy. He's he's convincing as this buffoon that is badly written. But it doesn't make you threatening or if all you do is just shout. Yeah. He's just, he just doesn't have any... Yeah, the trouble is, again, is that he doesn't have anything to lord over Kylo. Yeah, so why doesn't he just kill him? You know, you made the... you made the, the I think in the last podcast, yeah. you mentioned the whole Grand Moff Tarkin. Grand Moff Tarkin, yeah, because... There was clearly a, a level of respect, because... Level of respect, and also it's sort of... Yeah, it... Just... It, you have to keep the consistency in who follows who whose orders. Yeah. And then you might have like if you're gonna if you're gonna make them hate each other in the first movie, you can't have them best friends after he's taken out the guy above him. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I. I don't get me wrong. I love Kylo as a character, and I love Adam Driver acting as Kylo. Yeah, yeah. He's great. He's, I think he's the best. But one of the inconsistencies role. with his character, as I mentioned, is the fact that if you're gonna go full rage machine, do it. Do it on everyone. Yeah. Do it on everybody. Yeah. You know, but that logic, Finn should be dead. Huck should be dead. You know, uh, I, I guess then this I, I, I can I can suspend my disbelief about Finn. Like he, sh- he technically should have died, but then obviously he was probably like too hell bent and focused on getting the lightsaber, which whatever. Um, but like sure. not not killing not not getting not, not killing Hux just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but yeah, I think that's mainly everything. Have you got any more good points? Any more good points? So I, I want re- I want to kind of re- we've go. listed off through all our all our dislikes, but not really. Well, well we we've kind, kind of kind of done both. We kind of done both. Yeah. There's we, a lot of overlap. Um, yeah. Let me just have a look. I'm trying to think of anything else. Like you know, I really like Luke's. Uh, I like Ray better in this film than any other. The acting's great. The, the acting's cinema, great the, in the, all three the, of these the, movies. The, yeah. The sound and the. Yeah. Barely mentioned Chewie. I don't think we mentioned him in the last one. He, another person who gets sidelined yeah. in this movie. And R2. Uh, okay, right, okay. Another scene, even though it's very brief, I love is when R2 comes and meets Luke, and then you just have that little, like, R2. Like, Luke is so relieved and happy. It's almost like he's a kid Why again. Did he hug Chewie? I don't know. Chewie gets so done in these <laughs> movies. That poor <laughs> rookie. But, like, Luke, yeah, he, he's almost as if he's a kid again when he sees R2 as best friend 
and I love that angle. I love it's that the little same reaction like when yeah. it was back in episode four. Yeah, it's great. I, I love that little sort of like low blow, slight dig when like Luke was saying, "No, I can't, I can't return because yeah. and nothing, R2 plays and the message. plays the message." Ah, oh, that's fan service done perfectly. I love that. Yeah, and like if if but that... did you know that R two is the son? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think about it. Where's C-3PO in this film? Oh, he's on board the ship, isn't he? Yeah, he does No, I, I don't really mind... I, less so with Chewie, but I don't mind C-3PO and R2-D2 not having the spotlight for a lot of yeah. these things. Because they've had their spotlight in the, the original trilogy, and they're great. But it's nice that they're there as kind of a reference point, as yeah. something that can be bumped against. But they're not integral to the story, which yeah. so much callback is. But yeah, I'm trying to think. Of anything, anything else that you can think of that's good? Good about good. this movie. Good. Visually, I, visually I spectacular. What, yeah, I tell you what, I love that it pushes the boat out. Yeah, I, I like and, the and fact it that it's completely risks. different. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather. Right, okay, this is going again. Lincoln to tries to change up this the formula to, to create a space to tell new stories yes I love I'd rather have a film take a massive big swing and a miss doing something completely new rather than ooh people like this so we better do this or we'll we'll do this that everyone fucking expects and well I kind of contradicts what I said earlier about like subverting expectations but not not blatantly for the sake of it but just sort of uh, we'll, we'll take the safe option which is very much what Rise of Skywalker does. Yes, we will, we will talk about Rise of Skywalker. So I think overall, this is, for me, very good, this film. I really enjoy it. It's good. I rate it. Good. It's still not my favourite Star Wars movie. No, no, I think it's like, I think we could all, well, you and I can agree that the, the original is, trilogy yeah. is the best. Yeah. It's, be, it's better than any oh, of yeah. these films. It will be. Yeah. yeah. I think, no, I do like this movie. I like more than I dislike yeah, I think um, I like. I'm very fifty-fifty with this movie because I think Rian Johnson does really well on fifty percent of this movie. Yeah, and then fifty percent of the characters and the stories I, just I, completely whiffs. Have you, have you seen like his reaction? Like, I might have been his media reaction or um, most recent reaction to like the whole like backlash he got. I think it, I feel really bad for him because I don't think he deserves any of like the no, of hate he that he no. gets. Like. Because, come on, he's just a filmmaker. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, in, in the end of the day, if you absolutely detest this film, which, you know, I, you might do, you might not, but you've got the original trilogy. You've got the prequels. Yeah. You don't have to count this, even though it technically is canon. You don't have to count this as the main story. If you don't want it, you don't have to accept it. I think so. most... And maybe this is a good time to mention this, because it is the last... Jedi and it was the one that has the most backlash associated with it or the most controversy or division is probably yeah. the best word yeah, divided yeah. the fan base I think you know in trying to do different things I think there's a lot that Ryan Johnson missed the ball you know missed the ball on a lot yeah. of stuff he swing and he missed on quite a lot of things which is fine as you said you'd rather somebody do that than play it safe yeah and he doesn't deserve the backlash and he doesn't deserve no. the, the, the mean backlash it's like his most stuff. recent film Knives Out is apparently very good yeah I'm sure it's, it is I, I kind of want to go see it I kind of want to go and see it 
So, I think it's just this is the normal now. Yeah. This sort of reaction is this is what happens when you make a franchised thing out of something that people care about, have a history with within the twenty first twenty first yeah. century. And I think this kind of reaction is normal. Yeah, it's, it's normal, uh, but also like when you're gonna be releasing Star Wars every bloody year, you're bound to get one of these. That is not only you might get a dud, or just one that is completely divisive, uh, divisive even bloody English. But um, you know, not every Marvel film. Like I think, can you think of like the MCU film or? Well, actually no, more so DC. I I know a lot of people that really like Suicide Squad. Really, really like it. But you know that's somewhat divisive. I, Justice League I is. I don't a, know why they like it. Yeah. But. Well, again, that's you know I don't understand why people like or dislike Last Jedi. I can I, well, I could see why there's so obviously some access like the Casino Planet, completely useless. Poe's character is sort of dwindled by this really awfully run uh, admiral. But, you know, like Luke's character, I think he's brilliant. Yeah, that's why I say it's very 50-50 on this movie. Yeah. Because 50% of the storytelling I love, the more I think about it. But I with people just... This is new ground. This makes sense for the arc of Star Wars to go this direction. Yeah. And the other half is just filler to me. And I think that's why I don't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. It seems a bit sort of forced in there. But yeah, like, it's, there should have been, like, communication between JJ and Rion... <laughs> Uh, Ryan, Ryan, uh, just been like, right, uh, well, yeah. Ryan goes over to JJ and be like, right, what have you done? Oh, you've done this with this character, this with this character. You want it to go this way? Okay, so I'll do that. There wasn't. Like, Kathleen Kennedy. There's clearly no not idea. a structure throughout all the no. I want to get, I will definitely get into that more so when we talk about Rise of Skywalker. We will but, definitely uh, do that, yes. But we've, we've made the point, like, a lot of the points here can be fixed by having just a structure for these three films. Yeah. Like, what. Pick a direction. There must be an end game. There must be an end game. No, no pun intended for the actual end game of the MC, which is clearly better than anything ever. Um, but yeah, make an end game, and then you can do, do a cohesive story. Yeah, cohesive stories. I think that's it then for the episode. Yeah. I mean, unless well, there's anything else you want to say. Any longer yeah, around, no, yeah. like again, if, well, if you if you hate us, we'll. <laughs> <laughs> you think this is bad wait till the next one uh, well I mean we're going to be compl- hopefully not complaining too much even though we might but like well, okay if you if you like Last Jedi I'd love to hear your opinions if you want to get in touch with us uh, cityofgeekumpod at gmail.com uh, if you want to yeah just talk about if you even if you dislike it I'd like to know your opinions please get in contact with us I'll try and um, if we start getting like emails I'll probably read them out at the end of the episodes and such uh, if you want to listen to us on a different platform, we're on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes now. Uh, I might in future try and make a YouTube channel. I just need to sort of. We've definitely make, got make things a, in, in the in the uh, the, the cloud in, the the moment, in sort of the you know yeah and the works. We'll try and make like social media accounts so that you can follow us on there. Hopefully, we'll have enough time. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it. It's that's much, yeah. very very good conversation, Will. Very nice of you to it's always, <laughs> Again. Good to, it's always good to do these. Yeah, lovely. Uh, so yeah, uh, thank you very much, guys. Uh, we'll hopefully see you in the next episode where we talk about the rise of Skywalker and any other sort of news that comes out. Okay. Bye. Right. See you guys. Bye.